What's up, everybody from coast to coast and from around the world? We come to you live from Denver, Colorado, to bring you the producer's podcast on behalf of 104.3 The Fan. I'm KJ. I produce The Drive, and I'm here with Sydney, who is the producer and kind of co-host of Race Central. There we go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys can catch her at 3.30 every day on ESPN Denver 1600. Yes. Every Friday. I'm sorry. Every Friday. Yeah. It, it's been a really long time since I've been on the producer podcast, so I kind of will just reintroduce myself. But I, if you listen to the station, you should know who I am because I, I think that we like, you know, I've come around often and I fill in often um, on weekends and holidays and I do DU games. So you'll hear me on the mic if you listen to DU basketball and DU hockey. Uh, but I think that my main thing here, or well, and also if you're if you're plugged into our digital to the digital side of things here, you could, had probably seen me filling in on coffee break or covering things on social media if you follow our socials. Um, but yeah, my main thing here is probably Race Central. So that's Race Central uh, on uh, that. That's a Motor racing. Uh, if it's a, if the name doesn't give it away, it's a motor racing uh, show. You know, uh, and it's cool. So if you're into NASCAR F1 and you're listening to this right now, you should uh, definitely, if you know, maybe switch back and forth between the drive <laughs> on Fridays <laughs> and uh, check out if there's a race that happened that you want to hear the insight on. Check out uh, Race Central on ESPN uh, on on the ESPN uh, here in Denver. Uh, and that's the host of that is Kurt Hansen. He's a longtime motorsports insider. And we also have a podcast, a video podcast that we do every week called Race Central Unplugged, where we kind of we, we don't follow many rules on there. It's it's unplugged. So we, we give our raw opinions. It's uncensored. And, and you can watch that on YouTube um, every Friday also. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on that particular uncensored show, you want to tune in because they curse and say things that shouldn't be said over the radio. <laughs> yeah. And so... You definitely want to make sure you tune into that podcast because, yeah. hey, yeah, that's where it really goes down. It's 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 chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, and everyone, Kurt, Kurt Hansen's kind of known around the station a little bit as being like kind of goofball. So absolutely, he's definitely he's definitely a goober. But uh, <laughs> and it, actually, Daytona Five Hundred was just over last weekend. Um, so like, there's there's a lot to it, it's it's supposed to be a dry spell right now, right? No NFL, right? But there's big things happening in the news for the Broncos, and uh, Daytona 500 just kicked off, or just 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 finished. So the NASCAR season has kicked off. So there's plenty plenty to tune into. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so. I mean, there's here on the station we have a unique uh, set of listeners, and, and we're grateful to have them. Uh, between first and foremost, between our drivers, our co-hosts, uh, mm-hmm. the athletes. Uh, you know, the people behind the scenes, the producers, et cetera, all of that. Uh, we're super grateful to be able to have all of them uh, because we have a wide range of people who listen to different things. And then that yeah. translates over to the listeners who can be able to say, okay, well, they know X, Y, and Z, they're an expert, at, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it gives everybody a chance to kind of really dive into who's who and who knows what about what, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, that's what makes um, the 104.3 The Fan or Denver Fan different is like, we have the best people possible to talk about what we, we're talking about. And I think that there's a lot of other outlets in Denver, which are they're great, too, different types of, of content. But I think that, like, we're, we're, we're on top for a reason, you know? I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and uh, you want to hear more reasons why we're on top, you can check us out from 6 a.m. To, to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. And then you can also tune in from 8 to 2 
on the weekends, and we have a wide range of, of personalities that will definitely fulfill what she just said to yeah. be true. Okay, well, KJ, <clears throat> let's just – I don't even want to waste time because I've got questions fresh on my mind. What's up? Uh, Talk to uh, me. Okay, so – if if you know me, then you, you probably know that NFL is not my forte. I'm more of an NBA guy, and we'll get into the Nuggets here in a little bit. Yeah. But the Broncos have hired Vance Joseph, and um, from I'm going to say the general census here is that that is confusing. I am confused. <laughs> can you and help? So can you explain why what happened with Ijero Evero? Mm. What, what why? Well, like, explain that to me. I got you. I got you. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, like you said, Vance Joseph was was hired back, and this time as the defensive coordinator to be specific. I don't want anybody to twist our words. Oh, okay, right, um, right, right, right. But Idro Evero, why why wasn't he, uh, you know, able to stick around? Wait, what well, did I say? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, I'm oh, just kind of setting right, it up right. for the listeners. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing. I think Coach E. Loved what he produced here, but I think with him watching his friend go through what he went through mm-hmm. and kind of all of the pulling of the teeth and the strings behind the scenes that he was exposed to, yeah. I think realistically he was like, I don't think I want to embrace that. He had a chance to be the interim head coach, mm-hmm. turned it down. He had a chance to come back as the D.C., he turned it down. I think there were certain things that were kind of what I would call writing writings on the wall that I think he was exposed to and privy to that really opened his eyes to see that Mm -hmm. as great as the Broncos defense was last year under my leadership, I don't know if I can endure all of the other things that comes with being the D.C. of the Denver Broncos. Okay. Uh, So what has he, has he come out and like, has he spoken about it? No, not formally, but like what's next for him? I, well, he is currently he's the defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, okay. and he has assembled a fantastic staff. He, oh, no. Frank Wright, uh, who was the former <laughs> okay. head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, is now the uh, head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And what he and Coach E have done, woo, oh, Carolina no. man, if they can ever get it right in regards to the players on the field, Carolina's going to be a handful because. Coaching staff-wise, they've got it all. they yeah. got experience. They've got people who are experts in their role, and they have guys who are looking to transcend the game in different aspects. So mm-hmm. taking all of that into consideration, the Panthers are going to be a beast to handle <sighs> when they get going. Thank God they're in the NFC. We don't yeah. have to see them yeah. but once every four years. Yeah, you know, that's cool. I, I, I kind of like the Panthers, so, I mean, I'm not too mad about that. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no! No! <laughs> Okay, so but take me through this because there were there were a number of options. Obviously, Rex Ryan was up there, and he came to town mm-hmm. over the weekend. And what what do you think happened? Like, it just seems like not the best decision. Or, I mean, I don't know. Are you disappointed, or how how are you feeling about that? Considering like what we could have had, or or what the options were, is this the best decision? Well. Do I think this is the best decision? So, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to say no. Let's let's start there. But I'll I'll come back to why I said no. In uh, in regards to Rex Ryan, um, I think he was a solid candidate. I think when you think about what he did years ago, he you mm-hmm. know created uh, one of the better defenses. I think it was a I've heard it best described as a combination between 
Bill Parcells and what his dad, uh, 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 Co- Coach Ryan, did with the Bears uh, yeah. back in the uh, 80s. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you're telling me that he can take what he did then and modernize it, then great. But there's no promise that he can. And so I was always a little hesitant about Rex Ryan. Now, you could – you had more of a chance of selling me on Rex Ryan being the DC here than you ever would have selling me that Vance Joseph would come back and be the DC. Mm-hmm. I think that was more the issue for me. Now you talk about the crop of candidates that the Broncos had. Yeah. I personally don't like any of them. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think is, it is literally like a bowl of crap and you're <laughs> sticking your hand and you're pulling out which piece of crap yeah. do you want to endure today? Oh no. Like, that's exactly how I feel about it. Or, you know, for the sensitive listeners out there, think about your top three worst pieces of candy that you've ever tasted <laughs> in your life. Imagine yeah. closing your eyes, sticking your hand in a bowl, n- not opening your eyes once you get it, and then you unravel the paper or whatever it is, and you just put it in your mouth blindly, yeah. you don't know what it is, and it's just as nasty as you always remember. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I think this will be like. It's not to say that he won't have success, but I just believe that Vance Joseph is a decent candidate, but he's not a great candidate. Right. And decent isn't necessarily what Sean Payton is about. No, which is why it's so confusing. But why is that? Why was the pool so poor? Well, honestly, I, and this is, is just— Is no one available? Like, I'm glad you brought that up. That's That's the thing. The Broncos took so long to figure out whether they wanted Sean Payton or not that other yeah. defensive coordinating candidates were passing by day by day, <laughs> week by week. We talked about it on the drive, um, you know, at, during the, the week of uh, February uh, 23rd. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about specifically how Steve Wilkes was on the market as he was on his way out of Carolina mm-hmm. and they had a chance to grab him. There were other linebacking position coaches, other D-line position coaches. Whether well, first time or not, they still had a chance at those guys. All I know is success is success, and you don't know until you try. Coach E was pretty good, and he was a first-time uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, he did about as great of a job as you can as a defensive coordinator for a first-time mm-hmm. D.C. And I think this notion that you can't roll with a first-time guy, I think it's just silly. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, it is questionable. I mean, what do you chalk that up to? I mean, is it, is it just inexperienced ownership? Um, That's part of it. I think the majority of it, to me, has to be you trust what you have so much so that you try not to micromanage it. Yeah. But I think in some cases you have to understand that you have to micromanage it to a degree because yeah. all things still need leadership and direction. It's not that you don't trust them when you micromanage, but it does mean that you want that situation to be as dialed in as possible. Mm -hmm. So as owners, you can choose to be hands-on or you can choose to be hands-off. And we have the type of owners now compared to the bowling era that are more hands-off, which is fine. If you trust that Sean Payton and George Payton can get the job done, I'm not going to argue with you, but I think with what we've already seen, you have to understand that in order to make this investment worth your while, you have to be a little bit more hands-on on a day-to-day and not just check in periodically throughout the week. Yeah. I think that that's what separates a good great owner from 
a mid owner. I agree. <laughs> mid. Let's bring the uh, the millennial language into this podcast. <laughs> hey, let's do it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, speaking of trust, I'm I'm looking at I've got Denver Sports pulled up here. I would oh, it's always pulled up on my laptop. But there you go. DMAC came out with an article yesterday, I think, and it, it, the title is "Are You Sure You Can Still Trust Sean Payton After He Hired Vance Joseph." Can can Broncos country trust trust Sean Payton? I mean, what's the? I don't know. I feel, I just feel like that's a big disappointment. Like, what's the? Uh, I mean, what's the census around the fan here? Like, what are we talk? What are they, what are they even talking about? What's the energy like? Well, I think uh, let's start with the morning show. I think the morning show they weren't too hurt about it. I think at the end of the day, they were like to your to the article's point. Um, I think the morning show was like, okay, let's 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 see how this plays out the second go around. Uh-huh. Uh, the players' club they were a little skeptical. Yeah. Stokely and Zach were not so high on it in the yeah. drive. It's not so much that we were either high or low. I think we were just kind of confused why so much time had passed and you let you know other good candidates pass you by. Now let me talk to Broncos country. Should you or should you not be excited about Vance Joseph coming back? I'll give you reasons why you should, and I'll think about why you should or shouldn't. Here's why you should. Oftentimes, when you get a second crack at something in life, you usually do it better than you did the first go around. You understand what it takes, especially when you're familiar with the situation. And you get a chance to look at it from a different perspective, a different view. And not to mention, in this particular case, he has a new group and a new supporting cast around him, more supportive, more willing more hardworking than the group that he was blessed or or <laughs> inherited, should I say, mm-hmm. the first time around. So I think Vance Joseph has matured. I think he has grown. And I think you can look at his defenses in Arizona and you can take you can say what you will about those defenses. Twenty twenty two was not a great year for his defense, but look at the number of injuries he had. Look at the inconsistencies he had. He had to fight mm-hmm. through a lot. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him. But imagine all of the excuses that will be eliminated on behalf of him here with Denver. You have guys who are very consistent, and you have uh, the top guys very rarely get hurt outside of Randy Gregory. So taking that into consideration, I think he'll have a better supporting cast and a better opportunity here to succeed rather than being under a coach like Cliff Kingsbury who was okay, but he doesn't have the cachet nor the stature that a Sean Payton does. And I think being under Sean Payton's leadership – keeps everybody accountable day in and day out and I think that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 a that's a good uh good little monologue you put on there, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think that's comforting to hear. But I I don't know. I think just there's been so much panic amongst uh, Broncos fans and 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 the organization itself. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. You know. We'll see. Well, you know what? Actually, I wanted to ask you this. Um, so I, I was practically gone for like a month almost. I I went out of country for a couple of weeks and I was gone. And I was gone for when they hired Sean Payton. I was gone for when the, when the Nuggets got rid of Bones Island. I was gone for a lot of stuff, and I never got a chance to ask you what you thought about the hiring of Sean Payton. Well, I was not high on Sean Payton just because. I wasn't for sure how bought in he was to actually getting back into the day-to-day grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you listen to his opening press conference, and if you haven't, I would definitely say pause this. 
you know, you can always come back to this, pause this, and then go listen to that. So that way what I'm about to say will make sense. When you listen to his opening press conference, I think he explains the importance of cutting down on social media. He explains the Mm. importance of why you have to keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, No external people in and out of the building in regards to Russell Wilson's team. All of that stuff. He he says all of the good stuff. All the stuff that makes our hearts feel warm. (laughs) But (laughs) we've, we've had that year in and year out. And at this point, I am only going to trust Sean Payton by the fruits of his labor. Mm -hmm. So if you prove it to me in September, October, November, December, and then it rolls over into January, February, then great. But until then, all I can do is just look at it as hearsay until I see that the roots are beginning to produce the fruits. Ah, Nice. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, Broncos defense has never been the problem. Um, So, I mean, you can't, I don't know if one guy can come in and really make or break the Broncos defense. Right. Like, which is why, like, how, 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 how worried can we actually be about this? Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Well, I think it's, it's interesting to your point. I, I don't think the Broncos defense will just magically fall apart under, yeah, under yeah. Vance Joseph's leadership, but I do think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the guys respond to him. Uh, he was a great um, leader with the Arizona Cardinals. If you guys had a chance to check out the in-season hard knocks on uh, HBO, I thought it was great. I thought he did a fantastic job on there. I, th- I thought one thing that was interesting was, uh, and it's been mentioned time and time before, if you listen to how Vance Joseph addressed the team and or his defense, versus how Cliff Kingsbury did. Mm-hmm. If you knew nothing about football, you'd be like, Vance Joseph, that's got to be the head coach, right? Like, that's that that's the wow. guy. He's probably just letting his little assistant probably get a little run, but that's the yeah. guy, right? Like, that's, what you, <laughs> that's exactly what you would say because yeah. he did a great job of letting the guys know how much he believed in them, how much he loved them, but they had to go out there and fight. And, and, and I think the way that he carries himself is someone who wants the best for his guys mm-hmm. every time out. And I think the Broncos will continue to give him the pieces, the weapon, and the weapons to uh, continue to create that yeah. successful run that the Broncos' defense has had pretty much over the last decade and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, let's let's give the dude a chance. I mean, like the success of the team doesn't ride solely on him. I mean, he has all the pieces, so hopefully he can take that. And uh, like you said, sometimes in life, uh, when you get a second chance to do things, you wind up doing them exactly how you f- how you first intended to do them, and you actually execute them that way. Right. So I'm kind of excited, you know. Um, and it seems like there's there's lots of moving parts that the Broncos are still working with, lots of options. I think that they're working on. I don't know. I hope that they're not just working on satisfying anyone outside of the organization. Right. Um, I hope that they're working towards actually building. Like, I hope that they're actually, I mean, of course they are, but I hope that they're focused on building a winning team more than anything, you know, um, making the right decisions that way. But I don't know. I say we give the dude a chance. (laughs) Right. Let's not go too hard on him. Yeah, no, for sure. I've definitely had to kind of, like, be honest with myself about my, my belief in him and what he can do for this team. Though I'm not fully sold, I am going to give him a chance because I think we, like I said, we've all needed a second chance at Mm -hmm. some point in life in something we've done 
and I think it's Vance Joseph's turn to start to be embraced uh, yeah. during his second chance. And so I will embrace him. I will be, you know, up front in regards to letting him make the mistakes, but also understanding that because he quickly learns from him, hey, you're just like the rest of us. We're all human, and I can't hold your past against you yeah. if I won't even judge myself by my own past. So at the end of the day, we're all here to learn from our mistakes, and I think mistakes, and I think that's what really matters most. Absolutely. Well, I don't know how much time, how much time you have left. Uh, we got about. Five minutes. Okay, well, well, real quick, five minutes. Speaking of second chances, we got to talk about Michael Porter Jr. Dude, last night, he had six three-pointers. Let me get the stats here. Okay, so he, he was hurt, right? And then he's been back for like 11 games now. And then, of course, they had they had the All-Star break. Right. Okay, so last, last night's game against the Cavs, first game out of All-Star break. First game out of like what was like a ridiculously. I agree with every what everyone's saying. Disrespect all the Nuggets. Like straight up, the Cavs are one of the best teams in the league right now. One of the better teams in the league. Uh, MPJ had 19 points. Uh, six and six of those were three pointers last night. And the dude, I don't know. Did you did you watch the game last night? I did. Yeah, dude. That the last play, right? He knocked it down. Man, Michael Porter Jr. has come a long way, man. I, so there there was a moment, and I know most. Fans who aren't like dialed in probably didn't catch this. There was a moment in the third quarter where Michael Porter Jr. accidentally let Evan Mo- Mobley come behind him because he didn't box out, and he was getting ready to inbound the ball, but Michael Malone called a timeout and he told Joker to box out, uh-huh. and Joker pulled him to the side and was like, "Hey, man! Like in moments like that, you've got to know that either you rotate." over or we're going to be burnt every single time and he was explaining how him rotating over in the fa- with the fact that AG is out and Vlaco's kind of holding out a different role mm-hmm. that you've got to you know make sure that you're in your position now and yeah. you can't put it all on me and then there was another moment in the game where he explained to Michael that dude when I am passing you the ball I need you to be here I don't need you to be there I don't need you to, to try to predict I am going to always lead you with my eyes. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, he was explaining to him exactly where he needed him to be. And I think that kind of chemistry has been building all season long. And I think last night showed us that no matter what happens with the Nuggets, because they got destroyed in the paint and the three-point ball was kind of up and down for them last night, no matter what kind of obstacles they run up against, they can look they can look at each other to the left and to the right and say, man, we got this. Yeah. And I think Reggie Jackson's end of the third quarter Buzzer beating three definitely was a momentum changer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, par- pardon me. Also, he had 25 points. I don't know. I was looking at the wrong number. But I mean, I know we have to wrap it up. But just one thing, it's just important to note that we need Michael Porter Jr. to assume his role and to know his job. And then when he does, uh, piggybacking off the leadership that Jokic is just like growing and more and more into this great team leader, I don't know. I'm not too worried about any of our competition, especially – South of us, uh, down there in the desert. Mm, we're <laughs> going to have a whole podcast on dude, that. If Michael Porter Jr. is good, I'm not worried. If he's not good, I'm worried. That's all I have to say. I'm the same way because, to your point, we know Jokic and Murray are going to bring it every night. Yeah. MPJ has to be a true third wheel. Yes. And he has to be, like, more dominant. Don't be afraid to, like, go to the basket. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, you know, continue to step up in that offensive role, bro. Like, you have creative freedom. And mm-hmm. I think as you continue to – as as Michael Porter Jr. continues to express that, I think he'll be better off because of it. Yeah, absolutely. KJ, 
thanks for uh, <laughs> coordinating this. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this. I think this is a good episode. I, I'm, I like to get on the mic with you. Hey, I appreciate it. I love hanging out with you, Sid. Yeah. And even though this was technically our first one here, you know, we've definitely done other stuff here around the station together. Yeah. And so, like we always told, like we told you guys at the beginning of the podcast, you know, always be tuned in because you never know who's working with who and how these mm-hmm. connections come back. And what you guys heard today was absolute gold. Yes, sir. So trust me when I say this will <laughs> not be the last time. So thank you guys so much yes. for tuning in to another episode of the Producers Podcast. See, it was great. And I can't wait till we do this again. Yeah, I can't wait till we're talking. Uh, and hopefully we'll get on the mic uh, before the uh, NBA playoffs. But next time, next time we talk, we might be... Uh, we might be uh, talking about Nuggets uh, late uh, late in the playoffs. I hope so. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah. you guys stay tuned, man, because we All got right. a lot coming down the pipeline here on the Producers Podcast. We're just ramping up. Football season may be winding down, but guess what? Basketball and hockey is ramping up, and we got a mm-hmm. lot of things in store. So you guys want to stay tuned right here on the Producers Podcast, also on DenverSports.com and the Denver Sports app. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon.